Howdy, and welcome to the Three Stride Podcast, where we take a humorous look at the equestrian world. Here are your hosts, Laura Fernandez, Julia Hansen, and Molly Heroy. Giddy up. Well, welcome to the Three Stride Podcast. We have two, not one, but two very awesome guests. Molly, I'm going to kick it to you to do intros. My baby besties are here. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just adopted like the whole family. I'm okay. best friends with their mom, but like also best friends with them. And I just tell them, tell everyone that I'm the third triplet. So they basically have to accept me and then they pick on me and I embarrass them all the time, I'm sure. But I love them. It's <laughs> Haley and Peyton Crambule. Oh, welcome to the Three Stride podcast, ladies. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. So how did you meet Molly? Um. So... Like they we did don't little even remember they were so well, little. We were at SNHJ shows, right? Uh-huh. So we just met her from her So SNHJ local shows. They were tiny tots and bows with ponies and everything oh. else. And were you riding uh with Molly at this time? No, we were actually riding at Four Views. No, no, no. You were riding at Las Vegas Riding Academy. Oh. Oh. Okay, sorry. I can't remember. They were little. <laughs> but then I put together, because their uncle came to one of the horse shows, I put together that I actually was good friends with and in the same friend group as their uncle in high school. And we hung out a lot and were <laughs> friends and whatever else. So then he came to one of the horse shows. He's like, oh, these are my nieces. And so I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'll always make sure I like take good care of them and stuff. And so that was, they were tiny. They were little. One reason why we wanted to have Haley and Peyton on the show is the fact that they do two different disciplines of riding. So show jumping and barrel, right? And so I am not as in tune with the Western side, but that was one thing of really understanding. You're both junior riders, right? You're how old? We are 17. You are 17. Yes. So both junior riders and you made the switch, Haley, from... Riding English. Yes. Show jumping. Yep. To barrel racing. Yes. What made you make that switch? Um, so I actually think that show jumping was a little bit too slow for me. <laughs> I, I'm I just that. kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I actually had an accident in 2019 in November at Thermal. So that scared me a little bit. And I guess I just wanted to take a safer route. And usually it's not exactly safer, but I ended up falling a lot more on show jumping horses than barrel horses. So I just wanted to make us make the switch. And I liked it a lot better anyway. So and you had already both kind of dabbled in both. Yes. Yep. I did both at one point at the same time. So what made you guys get into horses? Did you have people already in your family riding or was it just kind of something you two were drawn to? Um, well, my mom rode a little bit when she was younger, but also Did she my... ride with Annette for a yes, second. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh she took God, lessons yeah, from Annette that? when she was like yes. a teenager. Uh huh. Yeah. And then my cousin actually has horses. So we just fell in love with horses mm -hmm. and we just started riding and then decided to do it as a sport. So when you um, when you go to horse shows, so the last one was at Seaside, right? Yes. And so Seaside, you you all have a pretty awesome setup. So you do the RV life. Yes. Did the you RV ever, life is great. Oh, <laughs> uh, would you ever go back to the hotel life? No, no. You guys never did hotel life. They were like all in from day one. So what do you like about the RV life? Basically, you're just already on the showgrounds. You don't have to worry about driving to the horse show. 
Because that's kind of stressful. Yeah. I The thing is, I really enjoy sometimes the drive to the horse show because I can listen to some music, <laughs> listen to the Three Stride podcast. You have AirPods. You can listen to that in your RV. Uh, yes. You can listen to that anywhere. So what I loved about... <laughs> I can only listen to music in the car. You can I, find the Three Stride podcast anywhere you are in the world, not listen, just in your car. But listen on Stitcher. Now, going back to making the switch from show jumping to barrel racing, you said you dabbled with Western before. Yes. Did you have to go find like brand new trainers, everything? That's the thing. I don't even know the whole setup in Las Vegas. Is there barrel racing barns? I don't know. I don't know all this. Yeah. Basically, I used to train with a cutting trainer. Okay. So he did cutting and reining. He actually specialized in training those two-year-olds to three-year-olds. I actually made the switch a year ago to a barrel racing trainer. So I used to train barrels with a cutting trainer, which I actually learned a lot because usually they're actually both very different, but they're also the same because they're both Western. But I've actually liked a lot more training with a barrel racing trainer because... It's definitely a lot more aggressive riding than riding with a cutting trainer, and I actually enjoy that a lot more. So, What do you mean aggressive? So basically, um, barrel racing, like my trainer, I love my trainer. She's very outgoing, and her riding is very straightforward instead of like relaxed. I actually really look, look up to her because she rides hard. She, okay. ri- she rides like seven horses a day, and um, I just enjoyed riding with her a lot more because she taught me how to not be so relaxed and be more bold yes be more bold yes yes (laughs) yes yes there's not a lot of barns set up for like because I've done a little bit of both my dad was kind of in the rodeo world it's hard to find a trainer that does clients with like a lot of barrel people just go down the road by themselves it's more like backyard or if you know someone that has it's like families that like the mom does it and teaches the daughter and the so it's it's not the same setup as us so it's kind of cool that um Haley found somebody that does run a program similar more similar to like a hunter jumper program where she's guided and can be helped and because do you have, have set up lessons? Um, um, not exactly. I just go ride and we actually ride together. And it's really cool to have a trainer that rides with you. And okay. so you could look up to her and... What's your warm-up routine? What was the big difference of making that shift? Did the warm-up routine change at all? Um, Actually, it didn't. I see a lot of barrel racers. They don't really warm up their horses correctly. <laughs> um, they just, you know, go lope in a circle. Like, there's no trotting or any flat work. So I actually took all my um, flat work from jumping, and I just put it into barrel racing. And I've actually gotten a lot of compliments on my riding. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. So this, you are at the shows, and you're doing the same kind of warm-up that you do maybe in the show jumping yep, ring. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. So I've I've seen you two girls ride each other's horses in different disciplines and stuff. Mm-hmm. What would you say the biggest, I mean, aside from like size differences or anything like that in, in Western versus English horses, what would you say are the biggest differences in each other's horses that you've noticed in the different disciplines? And then are there certain aspects of like, Haley, when you ride Peyton's horses that you're like, oh, I love this or I miss this. And I kind of wish I could bring this into barrel racing and then vice versa. Um, The barrel horses are actually a lot stronger, especially in the mouths, because (laughs) I mean, I guess you are pulling on them a lot and they are a lot more hotter than jumping horses. But I do like riding my sister's horses because they are a lot calmer (laughs) and it's more relaxing than getting on a hot headed barrel horse. But also you can train barrel horses to just ride around just like a jumper. So I've been working on that with some of my horses that you don't have to always be hot all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So um, it's just very similar, I guess. Yeah. And then like at all the 
barrel races, I get on Haley's horse because she likes me to like set them up, like do the flat work. And what I've noticed is that they don't have all the buttons the show jumpers have. When you buy a barrel racing horse, they don't have all the buttons or just the horses only learn how to (laughs) go. So I really like how Haley rides her horses because I look at all the other horses in the arena at the barrel races versus Haley's horse. And Haley's horse is much more put together and rather than all the horses just running around as fast as they can in the warm up ring. (laughs) Are you doing some lateral work? Um, yes, I actually practice that a lot. Um, we also practice a lot of counter bend, and I I also like to do a lot of counter canter because it helps the horse stay off. Because usually um, with barrel horses, they like to shoulder in a lot, or usually they have a hard time keeping their hind end together. So I just do that a lot. So in implementing that, does it help you then not push? I don't know the correct terminology, but like hit barrels over and working with okay yeah I like that so usually sometimes when uh, you run your horses a few days straight in a row um, they become very shouldering in with Mm -hmm. their shoulder so usually before I go and I practice a lot of counter arc and whatever just to keep them straightforward and not diving into the barrels Mm so now Peyton you're doing Grand Prix now when did you start doing when was your first Grand Prix my first Grand Prix was in Temecula. Okay. I think it was in October. Yeah, fall. Yeah. Fall. Now, how many have you done so far? I think five. Do you get nervous? Like, how are you beating any show nerves right now doing the GPs? So I actually used to get way more nervous not jumping a Grand Prix. And then I figured out something that just helps me get rid of all my nerves. What is that? Just eat a cookie before you oh. walk it, before you go and get on Laura, your Laura, your problems have all been solved. <laughs> eat a cookie. Someone get me a cookie right now. <laughs> like, can it be vegan? <laughs> Does it need to have butter in it? Because then I'm out. If it has dairy in it. Okay, so... It, Tell me a little bit more. Expand on that. So Um, because did you used to have like you would get pretty nervous, though, going into the show ring? Yeah, I actually used to have to get off my horse and throw up in the trash can. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that was. How did you discover this cookie trick? Okay, so at Temecula, (laughs) I was literally my trainer, Denise Finch. She knew that I was like falling apart just watching because I was like late in the order Uh so she saw me falling apart because I was so nervous and she's like oh come on let's go get something and she just hands me a cookie and she's like eat this and I'm like oh okay so I eat a cookie and then all of a sudden I just take my mind off of it and yeah I wasn't nervous after that one thing we were talking about in another episode is visualization when you walk your course Do you work in any visualization on jumping or what are you thinking about when you're actually just walking through and counting lines and before you go in the ring? Before I go in the ring, I go over my plan and instead of saying, I'm going to jump the orange jump, the brown jump, the black jump, I go in between and I just say like how I'm going to ride each line, how I'm going to ride every turn. And that's really helped me because it just puts it in your head. So you just ride mentally good. I like that. With barrel racing, do you get do you get show nerves? Has it changed at all from making the shift? Um, so actually, I've actually been pretty good about it. Um, but especially with the bigger shows or the bigger races, I do tend to get nervous. But usually, once you're warming up, it kind of it sets in a little bit more. Yeah. So, because we know, I mean, eighty percent of riding is the mental aspect of this. I mean, right now you're balancing school and life. I mean, what's your weekly training program? How often are you going out there to the barn? How long are you riding? How are you balancing the riding and the school too? Um, So actually, I wait to the last month to do my school. (laughs) 
She's like, I'm not balanced. I just do it last minute. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah mom, I just forget about it. Yeah, <laughs> my mom isn't the biggest fan of that because I just wait last minute to do my schools. Yeah. It, it just, and they're also not in traditional school. They're in like an yeah. online. Yeah, we do online school. Yes. Okay. Um, so what do you mean the last part of the month? This is all fascinating. Um, yeah. Just the last month it's due. Okay, so all the like, so like, they don't do school for like eleven months. Yes. And then you have one month to finish. It and all. then when they have one month to finish, they just yeah. like cry and do yep. it all for forty seven hours a day. Yes. Or, oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So how often are you at the barn? Um, so I actually I plan on being at the barn around ten thirty and I'm usually there until two thirty. Okay. So But how I, many days a week? I usually ride from Monday to Friday. Monday through Friday, so yep. ten thirty and on. Yeah. So that's your school. That's your school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I normally ride from six days a week. What time do you get there? Um, it depends with the weather because Vegas is yeah, lessons are and stuff. Yeah. Whenever my lessons are, I go there and then after I'll hack some horses. But I feel like I'm normally there between ten to like four ish. Okay. This that's a solid solid day. So it's from school and then riding. I mean, your day is pretty much jam-packed. Now, I did want to ask you both. Um I I know the answer I think for Peyton, but what is your equestrian dream? Where do you want guys want to end up? I want to end up in the Olympics. I want to be a rider for the USA. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and I would like to make the NFR one day um, and try and be Rookie of the Year. What's Rookie of the Year? So Rookie of the Year is basically your first year that you start. Uh-huh. So like the pro rodeos and stuff. So I would like to do that. I never heard that term, Rookie of the Year. I feel like I want to be the Rookie of the Year of the meters. <laughs> <laughs> or the point nineties. Well, and the thing... You're is- not a rookie in the meters of the point nineties <laughs> yeah. anymore. True. I'm going to have to look up I'm one level. Sign me up as a professional. You should be the rookie of the year in the uh, low adults. Only if it's in the first thing in the morning. <laughs> no, you're She's over like, that. like, if it lines up yeah. with my schedule. <laughs> what were you going to say? Well, because in Western, it's a little different with... You don't have to be a professional... Like, in, how in English... To go to, to those be- professional rodeos, you got to get your PRCA card, yes. right? Hey? Yep. Yeah, but you don't have to be teaching... Well, I guess that's the same then. Yeah, like you registered as a PRCA. But you can... Can you not be professional, not do the pro rodeos, but then teach people, right? Um, and not be pro? Usually, I've, I mean, I've seen some people train that aren't professionals, but I don't really agree with it. I mean, I'll see some like... I guess 17 year olds try and train people. <laughs> they don't have like <laughs> trainers like we do. So a lot of people, yeah. it's like the friends and the friends of the family yes. or the aunt or the mom or the whoever just kind of h- helps them a little mm-hmm. bit. But it's, it's very rare to get like training the way that we think of training in yeah, that world. Yeah. You know, So is there still though the junior amateur? Um, so there's a thing called the youth in barrel races. You could sign up to be like in a youth like okay. side pot or whatever and there's also called an open which includes everyone but then when you want to go to like some of the bigger rodeos there's you could do the pro rodeos and that's when you have your professional card I guess and that's how you so doing the pro rodeo circuit is how you essentially earn points to qualify for then NFR right yes yep and it's money it's like money yeah. earned. I mean I'm yeah. about to switch over like <laughs> <laughs> it up here i'm like eh. it makes more sense you're like Haley, i'm picking up what i know you're putting I'm like, down. So like, you'll get like your trainer's number after this <laughs> okay so 
I wanted to ask if you guys have a favorite story that involves you two with Molly or like a favorite memory with Molly. Well, gosh. <laughs> okay. I think we're I'm at Temecula. I think we're at the Temecula a few years ago. And we were at like the little party that Temecula always has. And Molly had to use a restroom and we were already heading back. So we take her back and we drop her oh, off at God, a porta potty. Now. <laughs> and when we drop her off at a porta potty, she goes in and my dad is like, okay, bye, Molly. Whatever. Which I will also say, as much as I say Heather and the girls are my best friends, Brock is also my best friend. Like, <laughs> Brock's like, I don't know, he's like the brother I always wanted and didn't have. Like, he's like the best. And, so, and also the worst, as you're gonna find <laughs> out. And so he turns around and starts coming towards the porta potty with the golf cart and Which hits the porta potty. <laughs> I think they just dropped. Like I went to the porta potties by the oh, camper. So you thought they left you. So I thought, like, I hear the golf cart drive away. I'm like, okay, I'm in peace. <laughs> no. Like, what do you do? He hit the golf cart with no. the porta potty. <laughs> So he backs the golf cart up, rams the porta potty, and they had like toilet paper on the shelves above you. Yeah. And keep in mind, it is pitch dark, pitch black. So he rams the porta potty with the golf cart. Thank God he didn't knock it over. The toilet paper that's on the shelves above my head flies down and hits me. I thought it was like an animal or like a <laughs> bat attacking me. I like the scream that I let out. No. Girls. How ridiculous was that scream? You were like acting like there was like a bomb in there or something. <laughs> but when you don't yeah. know, it might like have been a bomb. Like, yeah. like I thought there was like a natural disaster. Molly's <laughs> <laughs> like, where is everybody? Is everyone safe? Like, do you guys feel this? So then I like jump out of the porta potty. I don't think I barely even pulled my <laughs> pants up. And then you just see Brock just laughing with the girls in the golf cart and everything else. I'm like... Oh my gosh, I cannot even like I was so shocked by the sound that came out of my own mouth. <laughs> it is like pure reaction. Like there was no I had no inclination anything like this was happening. <laughs> That's awesome. I will tell you, your dad is an amazing tour guide. He gave me the full <laughs> tour of the Seaside Equestrian uh, show. And from the outside to the RVs to the VIP, this was before the show even started. I think this was the first year it uh, happened. And he gave me the best tour Best oh, that's tour. good. That's all. And uh, the best. I I see you all every Friday night. So JC and I, or oh, a lot a lot of Fridays, you actually are um, half hour earlier than we are because JC and I every Friday night we go to the same restaurant, Other Mama, and they are all, they're there. They're Friday at attendees. Friday, as well? but they um, they'll be there at five. Oh, they, wow. yes. <laughs> they are early yeah, diners. Like, wow. Yes, they'll be there at five. I mean, I honestly, I'm jealous. Your guys' yeah. schedules would line up to be friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we love an early dinner, but we'll see you because that's uh, sushi. Mm, that's yeah. the it's the best. It's the best. It's the best sushi. And then um, Other Mama is this kind of like hole in the wall restaurant in the middle of Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. But yeah, run into them all the time. We all big sushi fans. They're frequently <laughs> there ordering 97 uh, Shirley Temples. Oh, yeah. Why yep. wouldn't you? They're the best Shirley, Shirley Temples. They are. They're the best. I actually time. have had one there. You had one? I the had Shirley? One. Yeah. Did you get one with a little bit of the fruit in it? The fruit? The like the right? the orange? No, they used to put a black cherry in mine. Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't get a special. Oh, didn't get I didn't get the VIP treatment. <laughs> yes. 
Haley Payton, it was so awesome to have you on the show. I mean, this has been such a treat. And I tell you, we've been talking about having you both on for a long time. So I'm happy that finally happened. Yeah, thank you guys so much for inviting us on. You do listen, right? Yes, of oh, course. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, you can catch new episodes every Tuesday and follow us on all social channels at the Three Stride Podcast.